What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? We didn't even need to like pick the note for it. We came right on in. We just synchronized. We're doing we're synced today. We're synced today. We've had some time. We're in your new apartment in Manhattan. Yeah, we're in a new nook today. We're in my my dump of an apartment. It's wonderful if you're a single person in the 70s. Yeah. It's been interesting and I'm finally getting to a place here where it feels clean enough that I can walk around and I don't feel like I'm going to lose my mind. Right. But essentially, have you ever seen The Color Purple? Mm, the movie? Yeah, the yeah, movie. Yeah, a long time ago when I was a Do child. you remember the scene where Mr. has just acquired Celie, who's like the young actress who's going to eventually become Whoopi Goldberg? She's like 13 or 14. Kind of. Anyways, there's a part where he's... Uh, Danny Glover's acquired her, and uh-huh. she goes to like now live on his property with all his okay, horrible yes. kids. Danny Glover's so creepy. And his house is insane. Uh-huh. It's just utter chaos. Right, right, right. And so in order to like be when she sort of accepts that this is now gonna be her life, mm-hmm. she the next scene she has a bucket of soapy water and she takes a rag and places it on the kitchen wall mm-hmm. and just starts wiping in a circle to reveal beautiful wallpaper mm-hmm. underneath the black. Oh. And that's what this apartment has been like. Right. And also <laughs> like the um like the opening of the show Kids Incorporated. K-I-T-S-I-T-S-D-I-T-S-I-T-S-I-T-S-I-T-S-I-T-S-I-T-S-I-T-S-I-T-S-I-T-S-I-T-S-I-T-S-I-T-S-I-T-S-I-T-S-
like her boyfriend or mm. boyfriend manager or something. Yeah. Hard to say. But there's such amazing, like, on that TV show, I used to watch with my friend Mel Ottenberg, who now styles Rihanna. I, like, never see him because she's a fame. And we would watch it in his apartment in Chelsea and just be like, this is so heaven. And I need to go back to watching that kind of shows in this era of nihilism. One, I was coming over here, I was reminded, so remember how I slept, I told you, I've told you the story before, where I met that guy and he thought I was someone else. And then I went home with, did I ever tell you the story? I I went home with this guy. (laughs) So I was at the cock back in the day when I was like 22. So it was on like 12th and A. And this guy comes up to me and he's like, Rami. And I knew that there was this guy named Rami who kind of looked like me because... What? Rami Cashew. Is that someone's name? Rami. Oh, that was someone who was on Project Runway like 20 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it was him. No, he doesn't look like you. Oh, okay. So there was this guy named Rami who Caitlin McDonough Thayer were Uh coming up on her, we went to Interlock with, she she went to Bard with him and I met him a couple of times and I was like, oh, I get it. Like big eyes, haunted looking, Romanian. And so he was like, Rami. And I had known of this guy, Rami, met him a couple of times and I just turned and I went, yeah. Wow. And he started talking. He was like, you know, I didn't hear from you, and I thought we had a really good time, and da 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 da. And I was were like, you oh. drinking at this point? Uh huh. And I was okay. like, and I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, it was coming into the end of that era, uh-huh. but um, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm sorry, I lost your number, and I we just kept talking with him, and then we started dancing, we started making out, and then he has never met Rami. I mean, what the guy? He must have not known him. Oh no, I'm sure they'd gone home together. Oh, absolutely. This is shocking. It's, well... Are you twins? I mean, at the time, there was a certain way that we looked kind of... I, I could see how, especially if you were drunk, how you could be like, okay. it's... Did you know that Gonzalo Garcia is a twin? What? Fraternal. So, what Not is that? identical. Oh, okay. Well, sure. That Anyways, makes sense. going on. So, we're talking, and I'm like... Mark Junick's also a twin. I love twins. Keep going. A fraternal? Yeah. Is it a girl or a boy? Boy. Oh, Okay. Well, I want to meet those people too. Right. So we're talking and then, and then we're going to start making out and stuff. And then he's like, let's go home. And I was like, let's go to my place. And I'm like, okay. Like, let's go home. And I, <laughs> yeah. But that's I, how I always I feel. wish it was like, uh, let's go home. Let's go home and have a make grilled cheese and watch a movie. Ah, uh, that's my and, favorite. And then, and I, we're leaving. I'm like, I'm not Rami. Just, you know, my name's Jack. <laughs> and we look similar. And he was like okay, like, he didn't believe me. And I was like, no, I'm serious. It's I, My name's Jack. And he's like, wow, really? It's like, people have always thought we look alike. But da-da-da, Rami went to Bard. I didn't. I t- we'll end up teaching there eventually. <laughs> and then we, um, we go back to his apartment, and it's here on King Street, just down the street in this wow. basement thing. And then we spend a whole night together where I keep, because it was, like, psychotic, being like, I am Rami. And then being like, no, I'm not. And it's like... <laughs> It went on and on for the whole night, oh and then in the morning I wake up and I'm like, I'm like, who is this person? What have I done? And I was like crying, and I was like, I don't, I gotta go. And he was like, let me take you on a picnic. Let's, I'm gonna pack, I'm gonna make some sandwiches and take you on a picnic to Central Park. And That's I was so like, what are you talking about? I'm a, clearly a crazy person. Uh-huh. I need to leave. What kind of sandwiches did he make? Oh, he didn't, because I left. Oh, I, like, you didn't go on the picnic? No, I ran out of there, like, screaming and crying and got in a cab. And, like, I was like, take me to a deli, I need cigarettes, and then take me home, you know. And like, home was, like, in Chinatown at that point? No, I was living in Williamsburg. Oh. On Wither Street. You mm-hmm. really have 
come and gone from Williamsburg. It's true. Well, in Wither Street particular. God, I was living at the top of Wither Street. Can you imagine if you still oh lived on Franklin? We would be neighbors. Oh my God, when I lived in Tribeca, yeah. that was fierce. We'd be neighbors and we would not be going out clubbing. But Absolutely not. We but we would, would be at Bubby's eating pie. Oh, <laughs> then maybe not now because you know, we're in our 30s, so carb era. I don't care. <laughs> Um, that was my story about King Street, which is where you live now. It was Yesterday during the photo shoot, Harriet was like, we had a photo shoot for our Guggenheim show, and Harriet... I was there. But before you got there, Harriet, oh. we were doing, I was doing some pose and with um, Maggie and Russell, and Harriet was like, um, Reed, you might want to, like, like, lift up a little bit, and I was sort <gasps> of like, what? oh, because my back was to the camera, and I was like, I have old lady back fat, and she was like, yeah. And <gasps> I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that's... Come on. I know. Anyways, what did you do today before you got here? I swam. I ate a salad. Um, I think that's it. I texted some with Christian because I'm having a meeting with him about the new show. I want him to be on the podcast. Okay, well, Christian, I'll tell him that today. Okay. Um, and, you know, and like, oh, and then just a few, just a touch of an email, a little bit of an email. What did mm-hmm. you do? I woke up and then I ran to my facial. I had a facial at 10, an Ayurvedic facial, Uh and I had extreme extractions because I have a congested nose and enlarged pores on my nose, but we're dealing with it. Okay. Um... I'd, it looks great. It doesn't look like a regular facial. It's gonna only facial. get better. But it doesn't look like you had your face torn up. Which no, is no, no. What I think the like. Ayurvedic stuff really calms your skin. Even though I basically had surgery. We should ask them to sponsor us. What's their name? Pratima. Sponsored by Pratima. Okay, great. And there was a point that the pushing on my nose was so hard, I thought she was gonna break through. Hot. Like I thought I was gonna have a hole in my nose. Whoa. <laughs> <I didn't. laughs> so then the facial was great. After the facial, I went to my eye doctor yet again because uh-huh. I've been dealing with the contact lens fiasco, and I was just like, I can't do dailies. There, you should I just can't. get LASIK. Should we just get LASIK? I can't get LASIK. My eyes are too weird. Okay. So I can't see out of dailies. Uh-huh. They were like, we're gonna get you these dailies. The prescription's like a little bit less, but you don't use them for reading. So and you're like, like, but I literally can't see. I literally couldn't see. So uh-huh. I'm going back to my, oh my God. big ones. Yeah. Anyways, fine. So then I went to, uh, I looked around a hardware store. I went to Muji. I went to CB2 <laughs> just to walk through. Ran into an FIT friend. <laughs> then I went to Sunrise Market, got some things, $25. Then I went to the hardware store and bought an oscillating fan, which you might hear in the microphone, because it's still hot middle of October. Middle of October, super hot. It's like 88 degrees. You can hear the construction out the windows, too, but hopefully it's not too bad no, for it's our listeners. Yesterday was so wet outside, it was like the Wasn't jungle. That wonderful? Well, no. I was upstate. Oh. I was upstate Saturday, Sunday, and then most of yesterday. And it was so beautiful coming, I mean, just being upstate in the rain, but also the train was amazing looking up. I've been listening to the soundtrack from Blade Runner 2049. The new one? I haven't seen it, but the soundtrack's amazing. I'm excited. Tom Zimmer. It's going to be beautiful. We should go see it. I don't want to see Mother. I just don't. You've you've decided. I've decided because I've been told everything that happens and how she's like burned to death at the end. Shh. Shh. I just don't want to see this torture. Guys, spoiler alert. Well, honey. I kind of want to see it. I kind of don't. I just don't want to. I, I feel like I live in but such a But our friend torture. Taylor worked on it, and that makes me want to see it. Taylor? Taylor Black. Who is that? Jack. Who is that? Mark Sex. Oh, my God. Well, I had, like, two 
to three coffees with that person. Uh-huh. He worked on it in uh-huh. what capacity? I Darren Aronofsky. I don't know. Uh huh. Our good friend worked on it in this way. I wait. What was I going to tell you? I saw a great movie. What was it? It was called The Florida Project. Oh, I really want to see it. Don't tell me. I'm any, not going to tell you anything. I've heard because it was. Um, people are like, it's the best movie of the year. Something crazy happened to me physically during it. Did you cry? I did, but it's not in a not in the like traditional sense. Well, we'll talk about it after you see it because I shocked myself at how you cried at my reaction to something that happens. Mm. It is, it's really an unbelievable thing, and the children in it are beyond. I can't wait to see it. My right hip has been feeling achy, so while I watched that Wendy Whelan documentary <laughs> oh, no. last night, I was like, maybe I need to have some sort of orthoscopy. When they did the surgery on her hip, mm-hmm. I really screamed out loud in my apartment. It's like, nice they show it. That they show it, but also the part where the woman has the hammer and she's like, clank, tap, clank. Tap, tap. <laughs> in, right into the socket. Right into the socket. Really gave me quite the shock. I cried when Wendy was talking about her relationships with the dancers it's in the really dressing room. You know. It really, that really got me. I was like, I deeply relate to how those relationships, the performance relationships, they're another, they're a different kind of relationship. It's right. like, it, it's, it's like the best space. Yeah. Because it's also not a real space. It was also hard. This is a movie called Restless Creature that's now on Netflix, which is great. You can watch it. I'm starring in it, essentially. I love you in it. Your hair looks so cute in it. I love that haircut. I mean, I love this one. I should get a... Sh- I look younger with shorter hair. Uh-huh. I agree. Anyways. Um, I'm in it for literally five seconds, so I'm the star. Well, you do her last... You do two of her last costumes. I do. What a privilege. My well, God. It's, the one is for... That's a wheeled-in, right? The dress They're, one. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then the other one's wheeled-in on Ramonsky. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the part where she's talking about how she's starting to feel a little better, like her body's getting stronger uh-huh. and she's about to do her retirement show. And she was like, it's funny now because I could probably do another season. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Oh man. Yeah. It just all, it was, I cried through the whole thing. I cried a couple of times. I d- also was like, Peter Martin's is evil. Like it was this thing of just <laughs> being like, like also when she talks about how it didn't start to hurt till after he was like, I don't know if you should be in this year's Nutcracker. Well, I mean, like, the psychology of pain is, like, so deep. Like, how, like, most back pain comes from your brain. Right. And True. Did so, you ever read Healing Back Pain by Marky Sarno? No. Or Sarno? I can't remember who wrote it. But it's called Healing Back Pain by Mark Sarno, I think is what it is. And it's all about that. It's all how these, how the psychology affects and goes in. Right. To it. So something is going on with my right hip. It's some sort of psychology. I hope so. I, well, everything kind of with me is. I can't Remember when you used to get sinus infections? Oh, yeah. They and now you anymore. just don't anymore. I don't. Isn't that... I get, would get them four to five times a year. It was psychological. It, clearly. Because then I started going to Al-Anon and it was like, bye. I was allergic to people. Today my facialist almost coughed. Like I could hear her stifling a cough and I thought, oh, Jack would literally probably get off the table and leave. Yep. If I was face up and someone was like, I'd be like, are you sick? I turned to someone recently who was coughing and I said, are you, I think I said, are you sick? And they were like, no. And I was like, okay. (laughs) But... Well, also, today on the subway, this guy, like, full stop standing above, you know, Jeremy and I are sitting down, we're coming here, and this guy's standing up above us, and he full stop without even trying, was like, <coughs> Ugh. and I was like, oh my god, 
<laughs> did you kidding? say that out loud? I said, I did say, ugh, gross. I mean, I do do that, you know, these sort of like stalker people. I've taken to just, or just like yelling to get no out loud when bad yeah. things happen. That's good. Just no. 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 No is really good. Yeah. I mean, no what else really are you going to say? You can't really stop you these just people. just be like, gross. Stop. Hideous. Oh, man. I, I definitely feel we can like yell all those things. Um, we're going to go to our high school reunion. Oh my like, God. It's coming up. Right? It We've is. We've got to like pack and our, go. My hope for that is that we can do some, a bunch of audio recordings into our phone while we're there mm -hmm. and then do a whole podcast just about our visiting interlocking. Um, yeah, we'll do that when there's going to be people there, but so many that we don't know. And <laughs> Jack, I'm so, because Wait. I was looking some Ken Jones posted last night on Facebook, who's coming. And then I saw this list of people that were like, I'm coming, I'm coming. And you're like, and I, I, was like I don't know who these people are, which mm. means that we're going to arrive. And like, supposedly we're going to have known these people at one point. What? What do you mean? I do like, believe. Like, you think they're people from our time I that think we just so. don't know? Because, yes. like, none of, is anyone we know going? going to be, yes. Uh, who? I don't remember, but okay. yes. There will be people we know. <laughs> We're getting, It like, doesn't matter. It Nobody knows any of these names. No one knows, but it's going to be week, fun Last week, Russell thought the most hysterical part of the show was <laughs> when we just started um, saying all these names of people who... Who God, is I that when he's screaming Glenn was. Rumsey? Glenn Rumsey? No, 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 no. <laughs> Glenn and Rumsey. Glenn Rumsey. I was Rumsey. actually two weeks ago, but we were just like listing esoteric dance people, and Russell was like, "This is ridiculous." <laughs> oh, because we were like naming people who no one knows. Who Nobody, they are, but like we know. Who yeah, they are. we're like, isn't it amazing? Right. So and so and so and so. And they're like, I don't know who that is. <gasps> I presented what? at the Bessies. Oh, how did that go? It was actually really interesting because I arrived and it like at seven, the show was at seven thirty, so we got prepped really quickly. I was given like all, I had this fear that I was going to arrive and the awards. Did you get like, to see James Whiteside? Yeah, for like five seconds. The awards I was going to have to present would be names I couldn't pronounce, mm. and sure enough, they had they gave me my citations to read before the show, and one of them had eighteen names in it. What I. And oh, the, one of the because oh, eighteen people were right. Getting, right, this was the thing that was curated for Dance Space Project by Eva. Yeah, by Eva. Yeah, yeah. and so congratulations, everybody. Eva. Eva, you know her. So, <laughs> anyways, and my my presenting partner didn't show up. What? So I had to read everything by myself, the whole script, like all of the the like conversations up. I just did it by oh, myself. Oh, you should have texted me, and I would just try to get in a cab and get over there. Oh, that's a good idea. I didn't think of it because I was like, I better learn these lines, not learn them, but like learn all these words. Essentially. I mean, I was just helping Harriet with the photo shoot, but well, I guess we were still like trying to finish it since we're on that deadline for the gook and high. But it was, it was funny because in, when you got the information, they were like, you can change some words and stuff. Mm. Like you don't have to stick totally to the script. Just like, don't ad lib too much and go over time. And so I was like pretty much sticking to the script. I had to change a couple things. And some of the stuff was so ridiculous that it was amazing to just say it. Like at one point it was like, and this year there was a tie. So we're going to have more winners than usual. Cool. Wait, that was one of the lines? Something like that. Oh, and so I literally was like, cool. Did you know? people laugh? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yes. I'm sure you were a star. And then there was a part where... I gave out my first award to like product to a production. Mm -hmm. Never heard of it. I don't know who they were. Mm -hmm. But two people came up and accepted their awards. They were a married couple. They thanked their son, all this stuff. And uh -huh. they were like all into hugging me and all this stuff. Wow. And I did not know them. And I was like, hug, congratulations. And then I went back to the microphone and I was like, this is fun. I just get to hug strangers. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's so anyways, really it was fun actually. 
Yeah, the Bessies. It's good. They happened. We're both Bessie Award losers. You and I, you and I, well, I, I mean, it's, it, to win, I mean, it's such a, it's a strange thing because the pieces are frequently so incredibly different. Yes, like, there's really not, no comparing them. It's not, I, I mean, that's the thing with, like, the Oscars or, like, even the Tonys, there's the stuff where you're like, okay, well, those are all musicals. Right. Uh-huh. And, or, like, those are all actors. And this is, like, here, here's this work that's using um, only dance, and then here's this work that's mainly theater, and then here's right. this work that's, like, dance and theater. Here's or this like, work that's here's just this visual work art. that's, like, 40 little robots tapping on the floor. And right. so you're like, okay. Was there a piece that was 40 robots? Yeah, it had some dance in it, too, but it was, like, what? the main thing was, like, the sound was the tapping of these little robots. It looked amazing. Who was who was it? No idea. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean... I, you know, the, I like uh, to think I see dance, right. but when I go to the Bessies, I'm like, I don't know anything. Well, it's one of those things that I think that Bessies is trying to encourage and help which is a sense of how can these very disparate communities in the dance world that traffics in such in such little revenue Mm -hmm. and so therefore stays insular in each of its pockets how can it start to to come together more which I'm totally like in terms of that I'm I'm totally there for I think it's I think that it has to keep being looked at Mm. and examined into how how do we encourage these communities to cross, to have more interactions with each other? Yeah. And I think it'd be great if it could not just be at an award show, which then creates its own kind of, um, its own structures around it. The Bessies always makes me want to like go to more energetic dance shows, like a flamenco show or an mm, African dance that's show. Great. That's great. Like, well, that's what they wouldn't, that's yeah. I think the hope of what it would be. It's working. Well, it'll work. We should have Lucy Sexton on at some point. Yeah. I love her. Cassie and Gray presented right before me. Wow. Yeah. So uh, getting the uptown down, honey. Exactly. Getting, bringing like James Whiteside and Cassie and Gray and Today other we're going to be, people. um, we're going to be talking to someone who really is bringing all kinds of vernaculars together yeah. and making something absolutely genius. And I'm so excited that she's about to be here in my house. She's really, she's going to be here in just a second. Um, we'll wrap up. And when we come back, we'll be here with Pam, Pam Tanowitz. Tanowitz. Uh, you guys were here with Pam Tanowitz. Uh, Pam, 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 Pam. She's going to put a little on. bit of lipstick on just to, even though you can't. Because she has to look cute for the radio. Yeah, you, totally. you know, we, well, we all have to look. How is that? Good. Is it good? Mm-hmm. Right. Look cute, feel cute. You know, it's really, it's really where it's at. It comes from the inside, but you it need comes to from stuff the inside. on the outside. Pam, how are you? I'm pretty good. You're pretty. Yeah. You just got back from Duke. Yes. How did it go? It went very well. So tell people what it is that you're about to premiere next week in in New York anyway, because you just yes. had the premiere. Right at Duke University, we premiered a new dance, two Goldberg variations. What is it called? New work okay. for Goldberg variations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I did for a chunk of time 
think maybe that shouldn't be the title. Mm-hmm. And I sort of, because re- I love titling dances. That's like one of my favorite yeah. things to do. Um, and I sort of went through all the stuff and everything became corny mm-hmm. and yeah, you two both do long titles I do yeah my last title it. was really long I don't even barely remember it it's called the story progresses as if in a dream of glittering surfaces no idea yes. that was my last Reed show. can never remember titles yeah. of any dance ever uh-uh. doesn't including matter. the he ones doesn't he's to. been in he doesn't, he doesn't need to, to. He, doesn't he just need makes to. the great costumes yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or dances, or dances it, sometimes exactly. for us exactly so I went back and forth, and then I finally, and I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just titling it that because it was easy, or not easy, but right. like, it was a default. Right, right, right. So sort of, I had lists and lists, and every time I said stuff out loud, I was, it was corny and made me like cringe, and then... Do you that, remember a good, bad one? Um, oh, the grand, yes. I think, like, something about like a... Because the Goldberg Variations is a journey... Yeah. And it's a, and it, it's actually very spiritual, and it's a journey, and it's a circle, and so it was all the stuff that was sort of too much, like mm. too. Bach really loved Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't really research that part of it. I'm, <laughs> you know, big Jew, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so I think some was like the grand or the grand something the grand tour or the this or the sun or something I love that the grand tour of the godson so yeah something and then it made me realize that no new work for the Goldberg I did the right thing thing. but it's oh you have to check you always have to check it also seems I mean just from like talking I mean when Reed came to see a run through of it and then scrapped his designs to, to do a different design I think partly too because the music is Known, yep. and it's ev- and it, it's everything. The music is everything, and it all is piece. going to be coming from that. That yep. I can also see where that would almost want you have it. It requires a level of care. Yep, that yeah. totally. Is, that almost has to. You kind of it requires more editing. Yeah, almost in this. Well, way. this whole process has been, and for you also for you and Harriet when you made the designs, it's a it's a really an exercise in restraint oh so for me too and even though it's the dance is there's a lot of steps there's a lot of steps there is something about it that feels restrained that i restrain myself um and it happened with the lighting with davison and it happened with you guys and and did davison do your lighting for the joy show yes always Oh god! This lighting for the this Goldberg it's, it's is so big. I fantastic. Mean, I, I think the wait. lighting is in amazing. particular was a big part of why Harry and I were like, uh oh. Yeah, but like, how great that you were able to come see thank it. God. In July, and and everyone needs. Did you guys have time. a tech residency? Yes, we had. Thank, we had that's three. Amazing. We had three residencies. This, this is Montclair. Well, we had three residencies. I was at the yard for two weeks, mm-hmm. making just making material. Stuff. Simona wasn't even with us, so mm. no live music. Was Simona's just, playing. Yes. Right. And then we she's went to... well, pretty well known. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's, known. <laughs> yeah, she's very well known. What's Simona's last? Uh, Dinnerstein. Dinner right. So we got Dinnerstein, we got Tanowitz, we got yeah. Goldberg, Big, we got a lot of Jew, Jew, I, Jew. I, for, for, this, for this Bach God thing. Yeah, we got uh-huh. a lot of Jews yeah. happening here. Anyway. So um, then at Boston, we had a residency at the ICA Boston Museum. Oh, cool. With David Henry? Yeah, David Henry, uh-huh. love him. Amazing, supportive. And so we got to work there, and then we're actually going back there in December oh, cool. to do the show. So And then we went to Montclair for two weeks. We had I want to come see it in Boston. Okay, you can come. Yeah. Two-week uh, tech residency, which is unheard that, of. That is unheard of. That's not Montclair. Yeah. Who's that guy? Uh, Jed Wheeler. 
Ugh, yeah. I need him to give me something. Yeah, yeah. I live. <laughs> I live. I live. And the theater that. is an amazing. It's yeah. actually the theater is perfect to for my work. Yeah, it's not huge. It, it's not it's huge. Nice. It's like I think I can fill it like a little. You know, how many seats? Five hundred, which uh-huh. is perfect. But the, the stage is big. The stage is big. The acoustics are amazing because unfortunately, you know, I love working at the Joyce, but the acoustics at the Joyce, you know, is a movie theater. Yeah, it right. is. So it's very bouncy. Yeah. You know. So the for you know acoustic piano, it's very, you know a big deal. Um, but back to what you were saying about the piano, like yeah. that what you were talking about having everything come from the piano. I mean that's that's part of the restraint, right? Because the piano is the, the set, center. It's in the center of the stage. Everything right happens the around the Smart. piano. Yeah, sure. I so. mean, but also I mean to literally expose how you worked with it. Which yes. is that it is the centerpiece of it. Yes. Which is a pretty new way, or at least a way that I haven't seen you work right. in the works of yours that I've seen. And prior, mm-hmm. do you make the steps and then work with your composer? I do everything. I don't do it, one... Do it kind of all, it's all kind of synergistically happening at the same I time. Do, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, not to sound corny, but if I could sit here on... What's going on with dance and stuff? Mm-hmm. And tell you exactly how I make dance, like mm-hmm. that would be boring. I actually don't really know, like a lot of times, I just right. do everything. Like I'm in the studio without music, I'm listening to music, I'm not counting, I'm trying to get la- like landmarks with the music, I'm trying to ignore the music, I'm trying to research the music to find out what concepts, how the music is constructed, and maybe I'm gonna make the composition about that. Like it's right. like there's a lot of things going on. I like to. With the Goldberg, I tried to learn about the music. It was really overwhelming. Write a grant yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you get a grant to make this piece? Yeah, I got. We got. I got my first NDP. Oh, net. great! Yeah, I so never you, had that before. Yeah, you, you'll, you're in a tour then. Well, we did. Yeah, that's what the like we did. The Duke. We're doing Montclair. Then we go to Lafayette Williams and Florida State oh, and good. Boston. Wow. It's my first tour. This is so good, Pam. And then hopefully, like, another... Pam, when... Were you making dances in college? Yes. My, I made my first dance in college. What college? My, uh, Ohio State University. Mm-hmm. OSU. 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 Go Bucks. I lived Woo! in Columbus. I hate, oh, you, or wait. Wait, are Ballet you... Met. Yeah. Amazing. Are you from... Westchester, New York. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Right, right. Born in the Bronx. Wow. Just Grew like up Beth in Nourishell. That's so... Yeah, except she cred. wasn't born in the Bronx. No. I don't know. I was. You so were. Me and, J- me and J-Lo. You and J-Lo. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. Pammy T from the block. J- I mean, come on. So then Pammy you gotta, T from so the then block. How do you end up moving to Columbus, Ohio? What, did okay, you go so, see the school? No. So basically, I was not a good student in high school. Like, I was oh. at all. Like, I actually... And were I, you dancing? I was dancing. I danced. I started in 10th grade with modern dance. I went to Steffi Nassen School. Um, I had amazing teachers, like unbelie- unbelievable teachers. I had Hannah Kahn. Who's that? She was a very sort of, she was a, actually Mark Morris was in her company. She oh. made work in the 80s in uh-huh. New York. She, um, so Hannah Kahn, this woman, Catherine Posen. Uh-huh. Kathy uh, Posen. Right, Kathy Posen was my teacher. I had Marcus Schulkein. Do you know him? He's in Boston. No. What I had amazing, he he's a What kind of work is that? It's just modern. I mean, these people were working in New York at the time okay. that I was in high school, and they were, like, bringing these New York people to mm-hmm. Westchester. It was great. So I had modern, I did it, I was in the student company, high school, 
uh, company. Oh, Lonnie Morton. Do you know him? No. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so no. Kind of, no, it's okay. But basically, but and you're my, a bad student. I was a bad was like, Where student, are you gonna go to college? and I, my parents were thrilled. I even I got into two schools. Well, it's a great state school, right? I think now I probably wouldn't be able to get into Ohio State, but I got in, um, and you know I didn't really know what I was doing. I mean, I was really young, and I just wanted to go out and like party and yes. whatever. Yeah. But my junior into oh, you know, the short north and just right, like, go to short, gay clubs. the short north, the short right? North. Yeah. So anyway, so what happened? And then somehow, oh, I went to American Dance Festival, oh. and that fucking changed my life. And who was it there? Like, what did you see? I saw Melissa Fenley uh-huh. do oh, her right solo, right of spring, yeah. naked on yeah. top, yeah. black tight, black yeah. tights, yeah. and what fuck- is it called? Heart of Darkness yeah. or something? Yeah, and it was amazing. Yeah. And it rocked my world. I also saw Bill T, D-Man in the Water, when it first came out. Oh, wow. It was amazing. Oh, wow. Um, I, like, you know, I took Graham with David Hochoy. Do you know? Yes. Oh, my God. It was yes. Amazing. Like, we just, yes. like... We were like yes. doing pleading. Yeah, like, I would. Oh. I had class with David, and she would sit on this yeah. chair, and He's she like, would be yeah. like, she would talk about the spiral. Yeah. What like this? She'd be like, "You're a serpent. You're a serpent." I'm also pretty sure uh. David Hochoy said, "Turn out, turn out where you serve lunch." Oh, <laughs> okay. I love it. Oh my god, amazing. So I had him. I just love it. So that when I came back from ADF, I, I was a junior in college, and I made my own my first piece, and it was called "I Only Drink Coffee." <laughs> oh yes, I have a video. I have a VHS of it. What somewhere. is it like? Oh, it was a collage you have, you music. Have to put that on. It was a collage of it was, music. It was um us, uh, me, and the two other girls that were in my piece, like talking about how we hate football games because OSU is a huge football. Uh-huh. So there's right. text in it. There's text. Work. And then it was Janis Joplin. Uh huh. And then I had them like take their hair out of their ponytails and like lay on the side of the stage and like roll around so, I was literally I in a dance yeah. I, want to <laughs> I was in a dance about football that was like a co-production of OSU oh, really? and Ballet Met oh, called Across the Field choreographed oh. by Susan um, Susan Hadley yes yeah, she was my teacher yeah. she taught me I was in Marble, Mar- Mark Mars's Marble Halls at <laughs> OSU which is my favorite dance I've never seen it it's Neither. one of my favorite you dances you love being in it I love, I love the title. It's amazing. It's mar- one of Marble Mark's Halls. pieces. Yeah. You should go to the library and look at it. It's amazing. And also, I researched it recently for this piece because it, it's Bach. Uh-huh. Oh. Um, so that's actually something I did was, I mean, obviously, I went and watched Jerry Robbins' piece. But I also watched how right. other choreographers use Bach, like Trisha Brown and, Mar- right. and Mark Morris. Mm-hmm. And, um, but sorry, what were you going to Oh, so Susan Hadley was my teacher. Right. Okay. That's and she how was, that, yeah. She was still director of the program there when I was at Ballet Met. Got it. Did and you like was, being at Ballet Met? Yeah. It yeah. was like my... It, it saved a, his life. Well, Did it was like it? my first so. sort of like union job. Like big and, job. And I, was at, and I was in the core and I, I got to dance a lot. And That's great. But I was really young. Like, uh-huh. a lot of the guys were, like, 10 years older than me. Huh. There was, like, this whole generation that weren't leaving. But wasn't it Ballet Matt that they helped you? Because your yeah. first was, like, so turned Well, I had come out. from Balanchine University, right. P&B. Mm-hmm. And then I right. got to Ballet Matt, and they were like, no. They were like, you're going to Because it was, like, hips. kind of chiquetti. Oh, So they yeah. were, they were yeah. like, let's fix, let's give you I a love foundation. Chiquetti, though. It's real. I love chiquetti. I actually so have a piece I made for New York Theater Ballet, the last one I made. Which is a chiquetti company. Right. They, I, like literally took like some of their real chiquetti exercises mm-hmm. as is and just 
put in, like, I mean, them in my The penis. training at Ballet Met was, like, probably derived from Chiquetti, but the woman, mm-hmm. Yoko Ichino, who mm-hmm. was married to the director, David Nixon, at the time, had yeah. taken it to, like, a whole other thing. Huh. It was, like, really? it was very, it, like, was ballet minus all of the affect and all of the style. It was just 100%, like, exercises. I love that. Like, there was this exercise. I love exercise. that simple, it's, like, very, like, sort of oh, direct yeah. and like, simple. Like, she would come up to you and be like, you, you're not that turned out, so you're not going to be able to stand that way. Because right. there was an exercise in the center, which would happen, like, early in the week, where you would imagine you're standing profile of the mirror mm. in parallel, mm-hmm. and it was called reality. So then you'd have to, <laughs> you'd have to passe front yes. parallel, uh-huh. and then which turn. would really be like a diagonal or something. No, you're okay. facing the side. Right. There's the mirror. I know, but passe your knee front. would go like instead of flat. You would right. You'd go like this. Right. Oh, I see. Yep. And yeah. then you'd go. And then you turn your knee out and uh-huh. you double pay front. Uh huh. And then to come the, back. Right. And you turn your knee out and you double pay side, and it was to show you exactly like how like turned out you, you are. Right. right. And what and right because you need to be able to work in that to right. really work. Because it's like, going like this. It you can't showed work. like the real angle of your turnout. Well, oh my god. Isn't that good. Um, yeah. Because if you I'm weren't facing the mirror, then you were li- then you you're a lying. Liar. You're a liar. You're a liar. Did she ever say that? Liar. You're a liar. <laughs> Right, like if you thought you were a person who could stand 180 degrees turned out and you couldn't face the mirror in reality, then you had to just scale it back. Yeah, oh, I, I still love that. Yeah, I, I believe good. I love it. Yeah, yeah. we don't want to have you know problems. No. no. Anyways, okay. So now you're in college. You make your first piece about yes. coffee. Yes, and then I made, and then, <clears throat> um, I sort of got more like my teachers were sort of more noticing me. That makes sense. As a maker, or as a dancer? maker, like in, yeah. I feel like in technique class, like I was totally ignored, but in choreography class, they were interested. Like it right. was a weird thing, and I like sort of noticed that. Yeah. Um, and I really became interested in making stuff. Actually, like I was never the one. I love performing, and I used to perform in my work, and I, I was, I was, oh, I was pretty good in my own work, but I, I never was. I mean, I used to take Cunningham class and. I did audition a couple Is this when places. you came back when to I, the city from college? When I came, yeah, in like mm-hmm. early 90s. Mm-hmm. But I would always do stuff my way that wasn't right. the way they wanted. You know, I could tell that I wasn't... A maker-performer. A, right, I could tell I wasn't a, st- I wasn't a star dancer. You know, like I just... That's... Talk about reality. Like, yeah. let's figure out, like, what we're that's interested in, what we're too. good at. Right. You know? I never assumed I was a star dancer. Right, just, you but know. you are. No. I disappear in people's work. Well, that's you're so pretty good. True, I feel like okay. I don't know. Like that's a whole other episode, yeah. but it's, I disagree it's like, with it's you. It's just the way that like ballet fucked him up. No, like, no, 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 it no. is this. You're an amazing is. performer. That's I, I'm you really are, with Reed. You. So you'll and, have to let yeah, it go. And it's but, a comment about you, right? Performing. I'm not yeah. saying how high a leg is or whatever. I'm talking about when I your presence yeah. on stage is um, more compelling. Yeah. It is very compelling. That's nice. We're talking about Pam today. Neither Pam <laughs> nor I, uh, neither Pam nor I, I would say, I would not use nice as an adjective for Pam or I. No. You guys so are people think I'm nice. That's the funny thing. Yeah. You but, are but, nice. But, but I'm not as nice as people think I am. Well, do you know what I mean? A, but nice is gross. You're straight yes. Like, nice is, a, nice is lying. So. And yeah. they think you're kind and you yeah. have a heart. Okay. And that's very different. Uh, yes. That's about being a human being. And also yeah. you're very smart. Well, yeah. So when you're so smart, it's hard just to be like, well, isn't everything so wonderful? Smart. Let's not say so smart. I just, Pretty I smart. I've been with you a couple right. times, and I think you're smart. Right. I mean, trust when, anybody can when like, did you meet see... a lot of people who aren't. Okay? <laughs> when did you them. see your first Cunningham piece? Um, After college? And what yes. piece was it? 
Do you remember? Well, it, I just I saw New York you, Theater Ballet do um, Cross, Cross Currents. Cross Currents. I love it. And it was, I was like, I, it's a fucking this crazy is piece. So, and what was so interesting was I was, it was in this thing for um, uh, Hudson Valley Dance Festival. Okay. The dancers running to age. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and I said this to Denise Herlin after I said, it's so intense that Cunningham is the thing, that this piece looks like the piece that was most made right now. Like, that's how I feel, is, though. You just gave me the chills. Because it is. that's how I feel every time I see a Cunningham piece and every time yep. I see a Balanchine piece. Yep. I see, look yep. at it and I go, fuck. Yep. I, mean, I should just quit right now because that looks so new and fresh and relevant. I will also say this, and you and I have talked about like, this. And I'm like, why? I'm fucking around here. Like, and you seriously? and I have talked about this before, which is moves. Also, oh my god, when I obsessed. see moves, I'm like, wah, 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 no, wah. I know. Wait, I am obsessed. Was that not just made right now? And it's like, no, 1959. It's, and then... So we should just all quit. Well, no, what's intense... That's what's going on with dance and but stuff. But what's intense, Pam, <laughs> is like someone who I feel is certainly more uptown, but is also downtown, and I think you know a lot of... I'm midtown. You're, well, Pam, can you imagine? I feel but like that, that. Think of all the I people am, you and I know yeah, who are like yeah. in our fields yes. who haven't seen moves or who haven't... See, I don't understand that. It's interesting talking about moves because it's a Jerome Robbins dance, and often whenever people bring up Jerome Robbins, they're like, what are your favorite Jerome Robbins Fancy pieces? Fancy Everyone always West says, dances at a gathering. Oh, yes. Especially Ugh. the dancers. Yes. It's no. not up, but, no, no. Yeah, but yeah. it's just not my favorite. But moves is no. so moves. much. It's so oh, hardcore. It's also, imagine, what do you say, 1959? 59 is when moves Sil- is how I think. A fucking silent ballet. And with it's just their breathing and the steps on the I mean, ground. Come, come on, on honey, or just, I mean, or it has like such an incredible inner rhythm. It yeah. doesn't when it's over. It you're like, imagine when those people that those audiences for the first time sat there waiting for music, even though they knew it was a ballet in silence. Right. Like that is radical, even regardless of the ballet. Yeah. They even did that, even and then the ballet. Now, even now, people yeah. are like, oh. yeah. you know, like the like older subscription audience people who are like, when's the music coming on? <laughs> or, or you can hear them cough and oh, sneeze like, the whole hideous. But it, the, the ballet also deals with queerness, like yes. in the pas de deux yeah. section where yeah. those boys like step yeah. in in front of the other boy and he partners, right. yeah. like There's looking like into the boy. There's like boys and boys and girls and girls he doing exactly the same thing. And then yes. like people alone partnering themselves, the girls oh, who have to partner so themselves. Yeah. I have chills of thinking about it's so that. It's so I'm good. always shocked when I'm talking to The like, girls laying on the floor in the passe leg and then oh just my sitting God. up. I gag. And the duet in that piece also. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. With her like sphinx body. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> like people would die to make people that now. Would die, like, and like, then you go right. see something at you know wherever, and they're like it's in silence, and and you're like it's okay, yeah. like. But here's like if you don't know the alpha, it has to be informed. Yeah, people are and, not informed. and if you haven't seen these things that are like wow, someone went there all the way in the time it was, which right. we would say is postmodern. Right. So you're doing that now in 2017 is without less. any I, historical right. idea right. around this Well, that's is so, yeah. depressing. Well, I really think that sometimes we, th- somehow dance is like, has amnesia. Yeah. And it's very upsetting to me. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> like, it's amnesia it, and I also think it's poverty. Oh my gosh. Like, There's what? so many. I also think it's partly, you know, I saw Alistair at City Valley like a year ago or something and I said, why haven't you discussed moves in regards to a lot of what's happening downtown and yeah, still happening downtown in terms yeah. of formalism, repetition, uh, 
uh-huh. no music or difficult mm-hmm, music. Mm-hmm. And he said something like, well, it's it's uh, too difficult to get into. And I was like, but it's not, actually. He probably we, just doesn't have the space in the paper. Right. Right. But, and also, like, people aren't that interested. Like, we're interested. I am so... And but I, it's like... But for dance people to not be interested in, in a work like that or to... I was listening yeah. to Stravinsky 3, the... What is that? In 3... Symphony in three. Thank you. Right. It's just Symphony in three. Yeah. I was listening uh-huh. to that today and remembering that piece, thinking about like the airplane dance, the arms uh-huh. at the end of that, mm-hmm, those mm-hmm. girls in those pink unitards. I just the white yeah. leotards. Yeah, the white and light no, blue. No, there's those or? girls. There's three, right? Oh, no, oh, there's, there's three girls in pink leotards. Right. There's like different girls shades are in of pink, right. and then there's like. Right. 12 or 16 right. girls in white leotards. Oh, my God. I will say, though, do you see how much I love ballet? You see, yes. you feel it, right? Yeah. So, you know, I'm gonna, you know, when I read that article last year, last spring, I was heartbroken. That what? article. That article. Art- Which article? The article. What's the article? You know, the Ross Sulkis, like the one where she asked that question. Oh, of the men. The men. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was heartbroken. Yeah, yeah. It made me heartbroken, was... and I haven't been to the ballet since that article. Wow. Well, did you see the, the most wow. recent debacle no. about what? Alexei? Well, we no. talked about it last week. Oh, I'll no, just I didn't you. listen to it. I just want to tell you, and then yeah. we'll get your reaction. Okay. I don't know about so it. So he... Do un- you want me to just read it to you? Unprompted on Facebook. On yeah. Facebook. I'll just do it quickly. He goes, he goes, like, um... For for me, what do you mean you were prompted on Facebook? He was unprompted. Oh yeah, unprompted. Uh, right, he was unprompted. He, on unprompted on, on Facebook. UN. He just goes, for me, ballet is you know the man partnering and the woman being lifted and the woman mm. dancing on point and that's just how it's always going to be. He wow. was like, and it can't be changed. And that is the dumb photograph that came along wow. with the post. And it begins with, sorry, there is no such thing as equality in ballet. Now, now I'm even more more heartbroken. It is heartbreaking because I love his work. Because his work is amazing. Wow. And it really it's one of these things, and we talked about this already last week. But I think it's an interest. I do think that where this is important in terms of talking about what's going on in dance and stuff, in terms of what this (laughs) is called, (laughs) it ripples into what is happening everywhere, which is about lack of education, lack of um, broadening and opening lack of looking at history to use it to go forward. Right. Um, power dynamics that are completely mm, fucked yeah, up. Yeah, that is, I and mean, that, that's like so relevant right now. I and mean, that, that is so relevant. Right. And so if it's going to, so the ways in which all of this insidi- insidiously persists mm-hmm. into whatever it is, it all needs to be addressed as things right. look to go forward, which... But maybe to, ballet, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Sure. I agree with everything you're saying. Yeah. Totally. But what if maybe they ballet doesn't want to do that? And and I, that's sort of what he's saying. Uh-huh. Like you know what? Don't fuck with this. But this is what this is. That is what it is right be. now, and I'm it won't saying, always be. Right. It just won't because once this old guard of men who are in charge of all these big companies is gone, it's going right. to change. Right. Right. And I think the conversation is really interesting with you because your work has many qualities that. Is, are wanted by ballet companies for, so new, for new creation. Right, so right. Yeah. ballet companies are always saying like, oh, we're so hungry for new work. We want new work. We want the, to evolve this art form. And yet they're actually not interested in mm-hmm. evolving it as far as and you me, have. I'm too much of a risk. Right. You're too far. Which right, is, I'm too far. Which is yeah. so crazy because your work is extremely formal, totally appropriate for like ballet bodies mm-hmm. and yeah. really like, and informed from the history of it while looking into the future. Right. I right. mean, it comes... Thank you for saying it that. It goes through so many valences that you can see dramaturgically on the body if you know ballet. And if you don't know ballet, 
it's so beautiful and stunning and formally arresting that you can go with it. So yes. it yeah. is a very... Sh- it, it It is crazy to me that... And I, I hope that mm-hmm. you get to set a piece on City Ballet. I really I do. It. I mean, I'm making a piece on Ballet Austin. Stephen Mills hired again. me right. again, and that's great. And oh, yeah, then I, saw I will, on yeah. And then you've I, made a piece with them before. Sorry, I didn't know. Yeah, she yes. set a piece on them. They before. did cool. bare feet. This yeah. time I'm doing they were ballet really good. shoes. They're really good. They can move. They're good. Um, I'm actually uh, doing a uh, development workshop for mm-hmm. ABT. That's starting. Uh, what does that mean? It means that I'm working with twelve ABT dancers, Great. and it culminates into a showing. Which is interesting because she's already done that I with did ABT, that but David David instigated this program. David, yeah. Oh, this is David's thing. But Not this anymore. Isn't. Oh. He did it one year. I remember that because yeah. Jillian Pena did it that yes. year too. And then I did it like two years ago or three years ago. Yeah. 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 And then this is coming from Kevin directly. Oh. Um, and yeah, no, it's great. He's a nice guy. And is James Whiteside in it? No, no. Is he no. They had to sign up, and this is on their off time. Right. Oh. So it's. But um, they're getting paid, and fingers yeah. crossed that yep. you know, Kevin finally can like believe in your work enough to schedule you on a real season because yeah. he has faith in other people. Yeah. And I'm not going to say they're untalented, but to say that you know some of those works are more relevant, more um, higher quality, right. have as much con you know, right. or is wrong. It's not true. It's <laughs> just not true. Well, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to comment on no, that. You, okay, well, you I'll do it. Have to. And so here's I'm going to sit so, here and disparage all this and work so because we've seen it all before. So you touch my thigh. I, I, I love mind. it. Well, I also really like the texture of the dress. <laughs> but the thing that's so, and the thing that I can always feel so comforted in when Reed makes these proclamations but here's the thing is, he knows it. I know. Like, I don't know, like, when we started this podcast, right. I was like, I actually don't know anyone who can talk all, in terms of Western dance. Right. I'm not into all dance forms, but in terms right. of Western dance, I'm going all the way through ballet, up and through to, yeah. like, Jillian Walsh. Right. Like, it's just... I have, I have some information in, like, modern dance performance, Western mm-hmm. dance. Yep. I have a lot of information about ballet, yes. especially between, yeah. like, the early 90s and now. Yeah. And right. what I've seen, and unfortunately at City Ballet and ABT, mm-hmm. is that, like, the there's been so little progress, with the exception of, like, a lot of work that Justin's been making, right. which feels right. new. Which yeah, feels oh, totally. like a new direction. Yeah. Right. And has its own voice. And then aside from that, it's like we had foresight in the 80s and 90s. And since then, all these choreographers have just been like, I'm going to make work kind of like that, like sort of sexy. Like Wayne McGregor comes around and is like, I'm basically going to make bad foresight. Yeah, with like like legs whacking around. Absolutely. And then some of the people people who are allowed in are like, I'm going to make bad Killian dances. And it's not like anyone's saying anything new or anything important. It also feels so informed by, in this way of So You Think You Can Dance, and where, when on TV, people started being like, oh, well, I like that mm-hmm. thing, and I'm going to just kind of inhabit it in, like, a jazz competition, dance, ballet, me- and then it all mushes together into a medium goo. Mm-hmm. Right. That well, when, it's, yes. it, when so it just goes exactly into this, like, about. formless, that t- truly seems like, I guess, it, the attempt is about entertainment mm-hmm. um, at a, the most... Uh, basic level. Right. Also, the other thing that happens is when people think about new ballet, they're using some of the, they're using um, concepts and movement ideas from mo- they're 
just taking from modern dance because Correct. the from modern but, though, honey, but not from contemporary, a, right. you know. So they're but, taking right. like so it looks so the ballet looks like it's a modern dance from 1985. Right. Well, so that's a problem. That is it. That is But those audiences so right on. Not so right on. Some of these choreographers who are making a lot in the ballet world, they see a modern dance show. Right, they right. have at no point intuited that information actually into their body through right. study and right. class. Right. And then they're like, oh, I'm oh. going to incorporate those concepts into my ballet work. Yeah, and it's yeah. all so superficial yeah. and undeveloped. Without research. Back no to Jer- research. Let's, say, let's, let's do a through line back, back to Jerry to, Robbins because yeah. he got affected by downtown dance, right? right? Yep. I mean, and he took risks. But he and was actually with, going to see downtown. Right, dance. But he wasn't. And, well, like he like just, knew, and it's so clear when you watch moves that he like knows Merce. He's yeah, got to know Merce. He knows but he, John. But he took Cage. that seriously yes. and like did his research. Also, his famous piece Watermill. A lot of people don't like yeah, it, right. but that's clearly um, something from you know, inspired by Robert Wilson. Like right. he took but, those well, things. Well, as is like the Philip Glass, right? The, like the those, blue backdrop. Right. And those right. Jerome Robin Robin's choices are so huge. And he took like, a they're risk. monumental leaps. No yeah. And what people risks. are doing now is just like Safe. making another bad ballet of bad music. And yes. Oh my God. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I'm exhausted of seeing this shit. <laughs> it is exhausting. Yeah. And it also is this thing that feels so it's, well, we're also just at this place of just so over this totally medium garbage, like going to the top in this failure way up where people who are so afraid of risks, who are so afraid, it is the thing about risk and money. Yeah. And right. like people being, especially post the election, when all these people were like, oh, people aren't giving us the same amount of funding right. as they gave last time because no they're afraid. No more Bloomberg, no more that, right. you know. They're like afraid of economic really, crisis yeah. and all this stuff. And so it gets into this way that feels, it just, it, it's like almost, it's like worse than the end mm. of the 50s. It's like early 50s if there was no balancing. Mm. It like is this thing of so safe medium. And yeah, and it's it's also sad because I think when, you know, people finally get a chance to make a ballet or a female crowd, you know, and they're so mm. probably so scared to, they want to people please because they yeah. want to get another piece right. done, you know, and I, I understand that feeling so that the risk, the, the artistic risk is not a part of the project. There's that, you know? and there's that yeah. old so really saying sad. of like, yeah. money walks in and art walks out. And mm. I think if, especially if the first <laughs> thing to walk in yeah. is money, mm-hmm. like if there's no, so especially as we think of like younger choreographers who haven't had any time to develop at all and it just yeah. they're just being given some money right away, right. then what is going to be made is that's what's going to be made. Right. I so, want to say two things. I was just going to say one thing okay. about money, no which is like, I just want to put on the record, I started choreographing when I was 22 and I got my first grant when I was 40. Wow. That Pam. is so that's phenomenal. major. So I'm just, I, I just to like I'm going to say something record. that's indicting to the ballet world, but okay. you know, in the context that we live in New York, the big money goes to New York City Ballet. Yes. Yep. Okay. Correct. Yes. Balanchine was really lucky that Lincoln Kirstein believed in him and supported yeah, him. Yeah, there's no patron like that anymore. No, like, no. And there's helped, no. That That's doesn't gone. exist. Helped him That's build gone. this company. And yeah, yeah. Balanchine's work appealed to people on many levels because yeah. it was new, but it right. also, he made work that was beautiful and relatable, and mm-hmm. then he also made work that was challenging. Right. Not everything is black and white ballet. Right. right. And Which he is like, you know. He got totally supported favorite. through right. all of it, so he had no fear. He could just make and make and make. Right. Correct. Now, because because that, they had that tradition of the New York City Ballet, they have what's called the Choreographic Institute. Oh, and they try, yeah. and without Balanchine here, they use the Choreographic Institute in hopes of finding another Balanchine right. without any 
thought behind it. And this is the indicting part. The Choreographic Institute at New York City Ballet, though the hands are changing now, for the past, whatever, 20 years... I got rejected 10 times. Pam Tanowitz has been rejected... Pam Tanowitz has been rejected 10 times by the Choreographic Institute. And Pam Tanowitz is one of the finest and most important choreographers in New York because the Choreographic Institute will only accept work, listen to this, on point (laughs) to music. Now, meaning... To the music. Work that is... To, to the music, the music right. inspired by the music, right. and in a ballet vernacular, so everyone else is just put aside because none of those things are what they're trying to wow. develop inside right. of the world of New York City ballet. Wow. So all this money and all this time is being wasted only on people who are doing exactly what they've always done and have absolutely no education in composition. Wow. So that's what I'll say. And depressing. The yeah. New York Choreographic Institute brings in these people to educate them and give them time. Because it's them, an institute. Right. It gives them absolutely no education. It only gives them time in the studio to uh-huh. make the dance, and uh-huh. they take them to a couple shows. <gasps> they don't give them any lectures from people like Terry O'Connor or Pam or, like or Alexei Ratmansky right. or Christopher Wielden. They get no mentorship, and then they just make a dance. And on, then they wow. put it on New York State Theater. Yeah, they do. Where it gets put on uh, at New York State sometimes. Theater. It, they have they have showings, and then that's how Peter Martin's pulls from that to make on the company. Oh wow! But that's how Justin Peck was found. So sometimes it works. Right. Well, one time. But he would have, <laughs> he would have gotten there any, somehow. Anyway. Yeah, Justin would have gotten there yeah. anyway. Quite a please, please. It's really, I mean, the thing about all of it, and what's so, so, and it is heartening though. In that, I think, let's see, I started making every grant I've ever applied for mm-hmm. as well. I've been rejected from, but mm-hmm. because they're like, well, it's theater or it's dance. Like the Where theater they, people, they can't like understand they even can't, in two thousand seventeen. They don't know how to deal with the text. Right. They don't know, how, uh-huh. or they don't know how to deal with the dance. Like right. it's really there. It's just whatever. But I got the FCA, which you don't apply for. So that that's was what I like got. that was my first grant. That was my first grant. Yay! Yay. Hashtag same. Yeah, hashtag. And I made my first. <laughs> hashtag twinning. Hashtag twinning. <laughs> um, Wait, my daughter does that with her G's. She does. Twinning. With her what? Twinning. Go. Go. She started doing that. That's huh. like a thing. Is that a I thing? I can't wait. Twinning. Well, you know, it's being contemporary. Yeah. Um, and obviously, me and your daughter are just like cool teenagers. Yeah, is what I was gonna say like about a, it like yeah. <laughs> um, so but I think the thing about that though is inside of it it became so clear that when I well and also because I originally when I moved to New York I'd moved here acting where mm-hmm. I like would be like in a movie or on a TV show right. and that's just like money and you have health care and da 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 when yeah. I started making my own work I knew that I wasn't going to have money like right. and that I actually had to make from the need to make it and because it was what I absolutely had to do. Right. I, it was not a choice. Right. And I think that kind of work makes that kind of work. Whereas right. I think there can be lots of people who make for other reasons than just the intense desire to make. Because you have someone telling you that, oh, you should make something. Yeah. See, I'm and sure, here's yeah. a commission of like $40,000 when you're in your 20s. And Yeah, my, like, my life was never like that. And right. actually, I was surrounded by... I, a lot of people surround themselves with people that like say like you're amazing and you're good or not. yes man I have right. I'm surrounded by people that like are like you better fucking work harder I pitched, this is how you be an artist right. you know, like and my I fir- had like the most intense dramaturgs ever who were like the we're cold icicle yeah. to my like yeah. 
I'd be like, when, isn't this wonderful? And they'd be well, like, my, no. My first, like actually, my uh, my first boyfriend in New York before Dan, my husband. Sorry, honey. Um, <laughs> he was a writer. He was a hardcore writer, and he actually taught me how to be an artist. I mean, like just being being with him because mm-hmm. that's he just gave everything to his writing, and I just was sort of it just affected me. Yeah. He showed you that it's he like a practice right. and it's not just a like right. He, right, Correct. exactly. Like and And you have to keep working at it all the time. Right. And he lived it and it was you know, it was, it's sort of a little bit romantic in the fact of like a writer and living and uh but but kind of or but, it's actually very it. formal and in, and sort of how to take it. the internal into the external. Right. You know? When did you first make a work that you were proud of or that you were mm. like, Oh, this I can do this. This is like gonna yeah. be my job. Um you know what, I really didn't think that way. I, I just kept making... You know when you're young, you just... I yeah, just, in your, you just like, who were you making the dances on in the city? Um, I had friends from Ohio State. I just kept... I didn't pay anybody. No one got right. money. I used to, like... I, my first show was at CBGB's Gallery, where I got <laughs> yes. a cut of the door. Wow. Yeah. And you and know was who, Glenn Rumsey was in it. You know <gasps> Glenn wow. Rumsey. Yeah. Glenn, well, he was on our last podcast because... He was, and we talked Reed about Because Reed kept him. screaming okay. his name. Oh, my uh-huh. God. Oh, I just saw him in, in North Carolina. He just did when my blowout. When he cut out. your hair. I yeah, know. I saw blew, it on your yeah. Instagram. I mean, he gives the best blowjobs. I mean, blowouts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Glenn Rumsey. Glenn Rumsey. <laughs> That's what he calls blowouts with me. He yeah, blowjobs. Blowjobs. But, um... So he was at CBGB's, like improving in the window. Do you know CBGB's gallery? It was next yeah, yeah. door to CBGB's. Yes, I remember back and, uh, in the day. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Was he doing Shastakola at that point? I think not yet. I don't. He think wasn't he doing Shastakola. It was coming. I remember seeing him on New Year's. I was actually with that same that old guy I was talking about. Dan. It uh, no, not Dan. Dan. The one Dan. before Dan. Um, and we went used to go to boy, we saw him at Boy Bar on New Year's oh, being wow. Shastakola. That's how old I am. Boy Bar. Boy Bar. Yeah, I remember Boy Bar. I moved here in ninety seven. Oh, see, I I was here ninety two. Well, when was yeah. it that like you first started like presenting your work in the kind of dance world where you present now? The like, first like gig I got like. I got $750 from DTW, Dance Theater Workshop, uh-huh. the old one, uh-huh. on a program that they used to call Split Stream. Yes. Uh-huh. I remember Split Stream. Yeah, so what I, year is this now? 96. Oh, okay. A while ago. Yeah. And just then, the other day. Yeah, just the uh-huh. other day. Um, and <laughs> it was super, you know, like it was weird. I don't know. I think what happened to me was I did a lot of stuff. I did all the showcases. I never got on Fresh Tracks, but then I got on Split Stream. So I like the, the whole thing. Fresh Tracks. Yeah, the whole thing when you moved to New York in the early 90s was like you do Fresh Tracks, then Split Stream, then you get a show at DTW, then mm-hmm. you get, or Dance Space Project, and then you try to get to the jewel. Like it was but like. what this, was your job? Um, I always, I used to work at the Guggenheim Museum selling uh-huh. tickets. Uh-huh. And um, I did that. I got that job right away. I worked uptown, and I, uh, there was a Guggenheim in Soho, right over uh-huh, here. I remember. In I used the to Prada work there. Store. Yeah, in the Prada store. Oh, my God, my purple Prada bag. <laughs> From a friend. Oh, my God, I didn't buy it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I use my grant money now. <laughs> Oops. Don't tell MVP. Okay, anyway. So, um, what were we saying? I can't remember. Your so jobs. You were, so, oh, yeah, so jobs. I worked, at the, I worked at the Guggenheim selling tickets at the front desk at Soho. When they closed Soho, they moved me uptown. Nice. Yeah, but it was great because I made a whole bunch of friends there. My dear, dear friend who is still my friend for 25 years, Raj, he's like now the direct. He's the curator of the film uh, department. Did you Mola. learn about visual art? Yes, I learned so much. I, like, um, I was, I remember actually at the Guggenheim Soho, 
there was a John Cage mm-hmm. exhibit. Amazing. It was called like Roly Holyover or something, and it was just like all his friends. It was like a Yoko Ono and all this stuff. And Valda Sutterfield, before uh-huh. I knew who she was, used to come as part of the exhibit and do the Cunningham exercises, exercises. in the lobby. Wow, it was amazing. So nice. And you yeah. were like, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then I went to graduate school. Where? At Sarah Lawrence. So that's know. that's really what happened to me was I got to I mean this is taking so long. No 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 we need all this. Okay. I don't even know this stuff. Okay. So basically I moved Viola. to this yeah. yeah. So I moved to the city. I did stuff. I sh- did shows. I did sh- showcases, CBGBs, yeah. all kinds of crap. Um, and then I felt like my work needed to get better. So I went to Sarah Lawrence. But Thank I actually you. applied to two schools. I didn't want to go to Sarah Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go to NYU. Sure. I did not get into it because I lived on 10th Street and 3rd and I oh. didn't want to have to freaking take a train Yeah. and um, I, I knew I'd be so tired and I didn't want to do it but it was actually my dad that said just do it as a backup blah 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 well I didn't get into NYU I was devastated I Are cried are you like 20, 25? Yeah, yeah 24 crying 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 I actually called them to tell me why I didn't get in they wouldn't tell me and then I f- made them tell me and I was like oh is it my ballet technique they're like well it was also your modern technique <gasps> and I was uh. like oh fuck and then so I went to Sarah Lawrence I didn't want to go and it was the best thing yeah. ever happened yeah. to me Viola so, great but that's where I met Viola and she yeah. changed my life she retaught me how to dance who's Viola Viola Farber is a founding member of the Merce Cunningham mm-hmm. Company and she, I mean, she is dance history. She was yeah. an unbelievable dancer. She was a choreographer. She changed the face of modern dance in France. She, I mean, improvisation. Yeah, and she had her own company and she, um, amazing she woman. That's her Lawrence. Yeah, exactly. So I had the last two good years of her. She died when she was 66, which was, you know, I was 30, I think. So. Um, but she changed my life basically, and um, that's where I figured out how to make. I, I was well, not figured out, but try. I was on the track of figuring out what kind of dance I wanted right. to you, make. Right, you you got more tools to like exactly. to have to, to make. Yeah, which is like what people. Anyways, right. doesn't matter. No, no. <laughs> and what why Viola loved me because I didn't go to graduate school. Everyone goes to graduate school to get their degree so they can teach. Right. I actually had no in, no interest. I mean, I'm teaching now, but I actually right. had no interest in teaching. It was really just for two years of research. And so I think she really respected me for that, and mm-hmm. we we totally connected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really lucky. And so that it was great that, that, that I got rejected from NYU because I would have gone there. Yeah, and it, it was... Because it was down the block, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's a different kind of track thing into... <laughs> in, into like teaching or like I'm gonna I need to have a company right like right. And, and what's my business model right at least from what I knew of it back in the day right and then you were making and then the things were starting to gel more and to, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious off of Reed's question is there a piece that you felt like the pieces gelled right. more like I frequently felt as a maker in my 20s yeah. and I say this when I'm teaching I felt like I was in a dark room when I decided I want to make my own work mm-hmm. and but I had all this experience as an actor mm-hmm. and then going to the grand school which right. was a weird kind of dance training and then going out clubbing so and from <laughs> Graham then authentic movement because right. that had like come out of the Graham thing weirdly so uh I felt like the lights were out and I'm finding like objects in a dark room and putting them next to each mm-hmm. other and then mm-hmm. an audience comes and the lights turn on and you're like that's the piece mm. whereas or I had and that's when I was like oh, I need a dramaturg someone who can help me Put get some things. lights on uh-huh. so I can see what I'm doing 
And then at a certain, and then in my, at around 30 is when I was like, oh, I see. Like I started, things started to gel more in terms of a practice. Right. Um, it was hard for me to pick in a specific yeah. piece. I, I think that like, I definitely discounted all my work. I made a piece called Monument in 2000 that I thought was sort of, I call it the navy blue suit. Like, you know how you, like, have a navy blue suit uh-huh, that, like, uh-huh. you would, like, put on? Yeah, yeah. like, the I've, thing you can rely on. Right. right. I thought, like, maybe I made my navy blue suit with this mm-hmm. piece. So I discounted it Did it win all. a Bessie or something? No, no, no. It was just more internal. Oh, no, Bessie. Like, you have to understand, after I came back from New York, no one even paid attention to me. I had utterly, like, like I did a million shows for, like, 20 people. Like, from 2000 to 2008, like... Like maybe forty people came. Like no, yeah. Like, but I have to say that it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I could. I wasn't worried about reviews or anything right. because nobody cared. So I actually got to work. Correct. You know. Yep. Um, and since I wasn't making any money, barely. Right. I just gave whatever I had to the dancers that yep. were with me. You yep. know, and they all had other jobs. Yep. Um, so I really got to, I mean, and those dancers that were with me, actually, it was Rashawn Mitchell and Ann Lentz and a bunch of other people, like, um, they really were my, I worked a lot, I learned a lot when I was working with them. Um, so, uh, so anyway, so everything before 2000 was useless, (laughs) but then as I kept working, you know, and I totally discarded it, you know, John Baldessari, Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with him. He has this cremation piece where he, like, like if I could put, light a fire to all those dances and, mm. like, put them in an urn, like, mm. that's what I would do. He mm. did that to all his work. Okay. And it's, like... Oh, wow. A, it's actually a work of his called Cremation Piece. Amazing. Where he took all this body of work and fucking burned it. I need to do that with all my yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway. You were saying that earlier. So, but then after that, I made a piece. I actually... So, I was... To that, like, 2004, I was made this piece called Love Storyless. Which was something that was inspired by Balanchine, like storyless ballet and love story. Somehow I was like trying to do some Balanchine. And you were going thing. to see the ballet now. I was really. Point. Oh, also, I used to work at New York City Ballet. I used to pour coffee for the patron in the patrons <laughs> yeah. lounge. So you would have heard this. Um, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. So basically, I would like see half of every ballet. I would see half, and then I would have to run out of the theater and set up a coffee. Right. Yeah. So you didn't know any of the you endings. Know, so I didn't know any of the endings of the ballet. It's amazing. It's amazing. But I saw so much. Yeah, yeah. I had I had tons of jobs, um, but that was one of them. And then what? Ha- and then I I worked with an artist named Cecily Brown. She made these big beautiful paintings, and that was sort of something, but it wasn't quite right. And then, um, you know, what year did you get your job at City Center? Okay, well, I, a City Center. My husband and I owned a restaurant called El Cafe in Williamsburg. What? Also, wait, you guys owned El Cafe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was our big plan. We were going to run a cafe restaurant and then we could both. He's a composer and a producer. So we were going to be artists and own a cafe. But, and like, it was did so you hard. guys make food and stuff? How um, is that working? Because I, I, I know. Chef. Yeah, yeah, I didn't I know like El you hired Cafe. A chef. Yeah, I mean, I didn't make it. Right. I mean, but I was there. Like, How'd it go? It was good it's, and wait, then not good. El Cafe uh-huh. is where? Right off the L train, first stop Bedford, before it was Williamsburg. Yeah, because I, so I was living out. in Williamsburg no. from 2000. No. Did you make any money off it? We did, and then we didn't. So you stopped. Right. Did you sell it to someone? Yes. And it kept the name? 
No, no it's no, like no. two because di- it was two different. It's two different businesses, like a bagel store. I, I haven't been to Williamsburg in like a decade, so I don't know. It's incredible. Did you? Have you guys- <laughs> I always stay in Manhattan. Have you guys bought that property, or were you renting? We were renting. You were renting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Okay, so El Cafe, um, and then. Then I had a baby, Gemma, Gemma Siegler. I've Going seen, to college she, next year. Yeah, she's 16. Mm. She's amazing. She used to come to my rehearsals and, you know, in her in the baby. When's her birthday? Uh, New Year's. Okay, wow. Amazing. Yeah, I had her on New Year's. Wow. But I did, I had her at four, in four o'clock in the afternoon. I said afternoon, just yeah, after, On the um, day. On, the, on December day. 31st. Oh, on New Year's Eve. No, I was so glad because, you know, I didn't want to get my... Because when the babies get born on New Year's, they get their pi- your pictures in the post. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So like, I was and like, Pam I don't want like, my fucked I up don't. face. Like the one, like yeah. the picture that Stewart put on oh, Instagram my God. yesterday. So way to go, Stewart. Hashtag Botox. Thanks, Stewart Singer. Um. So and then you started working at City Center. <laughs> City Center. So I. And I, then you were able to have rehearsal space. So I, right. So what happened was we were closing down the cafe. I was renting studio space. I walked into the studio, into the office of the studio renter. Yeah. And back then you had to like get boomboxes. You remember boomboxes? Yeah, 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 yeah. You had to like get yeah, you had to a borrow fucking boombox yeah. and like bring it down to the studio. Right. And I was like, I was joking. I was like, hey, if you like ever need someone to work, because I actually had worked at City Center. <laughs> I worked at City Center before, actually. But this is a, anyway. So I'm like, if you need anybody to book space, let me know. And she's like, actually, we're looking for someone part time. So it started out as ten hours a week, and then it got bumped up and up and up, and then I took over. So I was there for 12 years. That's amazing. Yeah. And what a good thing for you to have. It was amazing because I had... It gave a, you stability. Exactly. Which is yeah. like the best Everything. thing for these freelancers. And health insurance for my family. Amazing. But then it became too uh, much and I had to Well, because you got famous. Well, because well, then, no. we, cause then we got into... <laughs> no. because, well, because then this happened, which is then... You, then I get to be on dance get, and stuff. You got, you got so stuff. famous, you got to be on what's going on dance and stuff. But I mean, it, your works did pick up. I mean, they yeah. started. You started getting shown more and more. Yes. And what piece is that? Because you started hiring Reed and Harry. Yeah. And totally. what piece is that? Is that? But it's pre the Red Jumper piece. That, right? is, that was my first the spec, choice. The spectators yes. was at at dance studio. Well, there workshop. was the my blue ballet piece, which was also inspired oh, yeah. by. Balanchine, because you know he always wanted to make a sapphire ballet. You know he did oh, diamonds. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, I've read so that. I made. So I took it upon myself. Oy, oy, oy. Right. Did you use Schoenberg? Oy, oy Gavolt. No, I used Morton Feldman. Oh, which was Oy Gavolt. His plan was to use Schoenberg. Right, but I did my own thing. Mm. But that's how. <laughs> but that's how I met Flux Quartet, who I always work with, right. who I love. Um, but so Blue Ballet was not a you know was a hard piece to do but i learned so much from that did it win a bessie no have you won a bessie i have two bessies uh, work what was sorry. the first one um sorry why are you because i don't have one and Reed doesn't have i one. presented at the bessies we yeah. both have lost sorry I have, t- I have two that's an awesome thing good job um 2009 for being a piece called being the gray with me oh and then i got um that award last year. The, oh yes, uh, I remember that. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucy and I talked yeah, about yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, that award. Yeah. Lifetime achievement. Because <laughs> you're dying. It's jury. <laughs> I think it's the juried best award. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, that. Yeah, That's yeah. what I got. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That was for the Guggenheim piece. No, for story. It, no, I think it's just more general. Just your life. It's just like you're good. <laughs> you're pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then um, I got my other award this year too. Oh, you got the Brishnikov thing. Tell us yeah. about it. Oh, yeah. What so is the Brushnikov Art Center is now yeah. giving out 
annually or biannually. It's every two years. They're going to give out an award of $50,000. Yes. Works. To, yeah. To an artist deserving, uh, because of which, it's based on who? I forget. It's called the Cage Cunningham. Yeah, Cage Cunningham. Um, that would make sense for you to get yeah. it. And the yeah. first recipient shocked. was a famous pianist. Yes. Uh-huh. And now you, and uh-huh. who knows who's next? Probably me. Probably totally. Beth. Yeah, probably what's going on with dance and stuff. It's totally. going to be what's going on with dance and stuff. If they know what's good for them. Right. <laughs> so that's incredible, which is great. Yes. And you're just going to pay all your people, unfortunately. So then well, I'm just going to pay all my bills that exactly. haven't been paid in like three years. Oh, my right. God. My hospital bills and my... Oh, tell me about it. All my other... All crap. that. And then what's interesting, and so how, Sorry, that's depressing. Like but to, it's life, it's To real get life. it to, also, so in these pieces, how has it felt did now? We didn't even talk about Goldberg, did Well, we? we're going to talk about <laughs> it a little <laughs> bit. Okay, okay. How does it feel, because you brought up Flex Quartet, and the pieces yes. that I've seen are with that, the music that I understand, and how it's used and used inside of it, and like... And how does it feel using this that I think is going to... that Have you felt or thought about this music in regards mm-hmm. to that the music's not difficult in right. that way that I think before it created a, a difficult yes. thing to work through, think through, that some lazier audience members would just be like, I don't want this. A, and right. on this, they're mm-hmm. going to be like, oh, what a relief. Right. Have you thought about that? Yes. And, and that's why it was a risk for me because yeah. like in a reversal, I've never yeah. done a piece of music that has been this well known and actually read. You were the one that said, when I told you I was doing this project, do you remember the first thing you said to me? No. Oh, Pam, no one's going to hate your music anymore. Or <laughs> yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really, it is really that. It is really that. Well, that's why, well, and then after, cause I know, are you okay if I say, say. that I know what you're going to do next about quartet? Sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what is the music you're using for that? Kaya Sariaho, which is really, is hard. And it's oh, that's, ta- it's that's ta- hard music? I don't know. Yeah, that. and... Is she Finnish or something? Yes, yeah, she's Finnish. Mm. She was Way the, to go, Reed. That's yeah, so she, he did his homework. I know so. She was the second knew, but... female composer to have a p- uh, opera up at the Met. Wow. The oh, one wow. before her was like a hundred years it's ago. Ridiculous. Something crazy. That is totally ridiculous. 50, 75 my, years ago. Your work really only came on my radar when you started kind of using Dylan and Melissa and Maggie and those people, has that really impacted and changed your work? Like working with Melissa? I mean, I think that, um, whoever, like my dancers are collaborators. Mm -hmm. So whoever I'm working with is a big part of what I'm doing. Um, I think that their connection to Cunningham is, is undeniable Mm -hmm. and has informed my work. But it's not the only, you know, but right. just, it's, but also them as people. Like, you know, I, dancers play a dignified role in my work and I value um, what they bring to the table. So, right. which you've, no, you've seen. Well, you seem to just hire people who you like meet in cars and have good talks yeah. with and then you're like, well, will you be in my piece? I have to fall, Same. well, yeah. I have to fall in love with them. Right. That know? is totally, I absolutely. Because like, I, that's I, always I, a story. I've heard that story from Stuart, from Patricia Delgado, yeah. from Netta. It's oh my God, like, the, did you hear the Patty story? Yeah, that I was just amazing. made a car together. And I was like, why aren't we doing anything together? She was like, she said she was shy to ask me and I was like, let's do it. And literally in that one hour. This time is Patty Delgado. Yeah. yeah. I texted Damien and I was like, can I make another piece? And he was like, sure, what do you want to do? And Damien oh, Wetzel, for yes. those of you listening. And, oh, yes. And I should say, when we're talking, just to circle back to ballet, that he's been a huge yeah. um, push. He's helped me mm. work with ballet dancers. So, yeah. like, 
he's really the only one that has pushed me in that way. Yeah. He really believes in, in my work. So um, I'm so lucky to have that outlet to, to play, actually. Yeah. He's giving me a place to play. He's a big yeah. listener. He, he yeah. knows us a lot. Oh, really? No. <laughs> Can you imagine? We can love <laughs> you, Damien. He's, I mean, busy. Busy. he's, he's got he's a big job. Okay, I but, really relate to, I mean, I've never had an audition process, yeah. and it's all, it is falling one, in love with those performers, yeah. is how to make, it's what juices the thing up. Yes, I have a quick exactly. question about ballet and Cunningham, and yes. where I can see those, the lineage of those steps in your work. Yes. Can you speak to it a little bit? Yes. I mean, I didn't really pose a question. I guess my question... What's the question? Okay. No. Go ahead. No, no, that's no, the question. I can see the lineages of both ballet and Cunningham in your yes. work in the steps that seem to be... The content of my work. The, the, con- the, the content. Yeah, the it's content. kind of how... Um, I don't want to talk... No. Yeah, so I want to hear you speak on okay. it. Okay. Well, I think that... Because it ties back to a uh-huh. whole through line we've discussed in terms of a dramaturgical history into yes. the future. Okay, is my comment, but yeah, I no, and it's a it's a good it. one, and I'm glad that you said that because it's history is important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I feel you know when I make work, it's it's important for me to feel like I'm not in a vacuum, that I'm on a continuum of history and how I'm working, and I and then I'm also like attra- just attracted to certain kinds of movement and energy and line. So it's also yeah. like a simple answer in the fact that I love the way it, it looks and the way it's what's happening on stage. So it's, it's very much that. I like the idea of taking something that looks familiar and putting it in a new context. So like that's sort of, I think when people think about, they're like, oh, like you use ballet steps, but it's different. There's a tension that's really important to me. That's why they're barefoot. Mm-hmm. So if they're doing like a barefoot pas de shah, they're like landing them down with their right. feet down. Right, right. And, you know, I feel like there's also my dance steps or phrases have a lot in there. So there's a lot of stuff talking to each other. It's right. like talking, dancing. So you right. have ballet steps. And so-called more traditional modern and then maybe some you know i have a box step and a tap dance and a this and you know i have like some of the, the little bit of things that i got to see from that dance from veil that looked so fun and yeah. playful and right and inside of that is there do you find there i, I see it that way but that's because that's how i view work mm-hmm. an emotive and psychological thing that's coming through you informing into the steps. Yes. Well, that's the one thing I learned, and I learned from actually Blue Ballet, which is which is what you're saying, which is great, is that uh, intellectual and uh, intellectual dilemmas and problem solving, although it's interesting to me, is not enough right. to make a piece. You have to have heart. You have to have head and heart, and yeah. you have to have mm-hmm. something visceral. And you and so I went too far in that other piece. Mm-hmm. And I had to go too far mm-hmm. and humiliate myself in some pieces to understand and that, you know, understand that this is the kind of dance I want to make. I want to try to make dances that have both. Yeah. They have. And it is the both part that I think is a really is an imperative of, of it. Yeah. And we have to wrap up. In a minute. That's a good place to No, end. but I'm just going to say, like, it's been over the years such a privilege to get to work with you because you've been our favorite collaborator. Oh, I like to be there. And that's in large part because, <laughs> like, you pay homage and you really respect these historical lineages that are so important to me. So it feels right. like we have this incredible, have like, yep. symmetrical yep. information and love. And so 
No, and I love collaborate. Yeah, I love collaborating with you guys too because I feel like I trust you guys. You know, and um, when she's saying you guys, she means reading here. Yes, yeah. thank you. Not Sorry, me. and I'm but not. I, just I, like no, personally. I, oh, yeah. I need to get to know you a little bit more, yeah. but and I'll totally yeah. trust yeah. you. But personally, um, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have like we love kind of the same things, and it's always felt so right. easy, and mm-hmm. the understanding of the concepts is so clear. Right, but what, but also what I love about you and Harry is that I don't. If something is not working, I don't even need to tell you. You know. You already know. They know. They go, D- what happened with the gold? Like, you, right. I didn't have to tell you. You were like, it's too much. It's this. It's that. Or whatever. Like, like I don't... You're objective about your work the same way I am. I can look at something and know it's not working. Sometimes that with a client, we won't care about the work enough to, to <laughs> shift our own uh-huh. idea. Right, because right, right. Our idea, you need to get that shit done our ideas off the also, list. And also, like, sometimes what we're presenting is better than what, they what, think. It, what it... Yeah. Right, right. So right. anyways... Yeah. We love you. We'll always uh, try to do the right thing for you. I know. I feel that. Pam, say goodbye to the audience. Oh my god! Do you I have any be... words of wisdom? No, it's too much pressure. I she know. said it. It's about it's about intellectualism and it's about the heart. If you, you can, can go get too to far in either direction, Montclair. if you can go yeah. to see Goldberg Creations at Montclair, come on, to New Jersey. On the dates. I know it's like people don't want to come to New Jersey. October uh, nineteen to twenty-two. Get on the train. It's Get 50 minutes. Go it's see going it. to be so beautiful. It's Enjoy. So beautiful. I'll give Thank you, free you to all of <laughs> our um, upcoming sponsors that want to sponsor us. Write us and let us know you want to sponsor us at <laughs> with dance and stuff. And follow Pam Tanowitz on Instagram at Pam Tanowitz Dance. Pam Tanowitz Dance. Official. Official. Not the other one. The yeah. other one is a mistake. And if you want to see her fun <laughs> pics, just band of outsiders. 25. Yeah. 25. 25. We love you. We love bye. you. Bye. 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 Yeah. <laughs>